Alright, no introduction, no nothing. We need to get right in to the story of the year, probably. Just the man who was on pace for 41 goals while leading the forwards in hits. He also carries a 50% shooting percentage. He is none other than superstar, future Hall of Famer, Hart nominee, Brett Ritchie. I really regret letting you do that. Come on, man, it was fun. All right, yeah, you're right, and and you and you did predict that Richie would score in the first game. Yeah, I nailed that. Like, I remember I was sitting on the couch, I was like, Richie's scoring, isn't he? And then I was like, no, he's scoring the first goal of the season. There's no doubt in my mind, because everyone was like, trash talking him. So I was like, oh yeah, he's scoring in Dallas, no doubt. Speaking of Dallas, what'd you think of the game opening night in Big D? That was that was actually five days ago at this point. Yeah, no, um, long time no see. It was a good game. It was stressful, of course, because it was the first game since playoff hockey, which we won't talk about that ending. Um, Not the same uh, heart rushes, I'll tell you that. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> definitely a lot uh, less bad and less concerning, but still, it was a like close game the whole way through. Like the quick goals from the Bruins, and then they just kind of it was it was like it was like the Arizona well no it was more more in Dallas where they just kind of didn't look great in the second and third periods, but they held on with a great game from Rask definitely, mm-hmm. and I mean they came out with the two points nothing to complain about specifically. Yeah, I mean we mentioned it right off the top there Brett Ritchie scoring what was it a little over a minute into the game I think 69 seconds nice yep um yeah I don't that was definitely a low percentage shot but I mean when you're Brett Ritchie the elite goal scoring wrecking ball that I just described you know you're gonna you're gonna snipe I'm convinced no one's listening at this point after you've (laughs) praised him this much (laughs) uh and then Follow that up, Heinen on the power play. Beautiful shot. I mean. Oh yeah, that that one was nice. I think he needs to obviously continue to shoot. I feel like he passed up so many chances to shoot last year, and also had terrible puck luck. I feel like every shot, every A plus scoring chance he had, he'd fumble it or it hit a post or something. Yeah. I mean, it was what last year he had like thirty something points, but the year before that, like his rookie year, he had forty seven. Yep. I mean, if he shoots more with Coyle, it could work well. Of course, you want Coyle to shoot more, too. And Coyle's been fantastic. We can definitely talk about him. Like, right. we've seen it We've seen it all through. Like, we saw it all through preseason. I mean, we even saw it last year, too. But I, it's been really, I don't, I don't know what the right word is, um, emphasized, I, I would say, through the first two games. He just, like, he looks so dominant on every play. He's so strong. He's so oh, obviously yeah. big. He can defend the puck with the best of them, in my opinion. Puck position, you know, going below the goal line is far none. Right? Well, I don't know about that, but it's very good. Let's just put it that way. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, with the Rupe hints, is that how you say that name? I think so. Second period <laughs> opens that up. I honestly... I should have watched the highlights because I don't remember that goal. Like, I don't remember. I, I don't remember it, but it's irrelevant. The only thing about it I see is that Pavelski got his first point as a star. That is true. I mean, other than that, that was all Dallas. 
the second half of that game. Oh, yeah. That was uh, Tuca saying, <laughs> I'm here to stop the puck, in other words. Wow, it's almost like that's his <laughs> job, thanks. Well, he could have told that in Game 7. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, you should be. In that game, the Bruins power play, opening night, one for four. I know. I remember them being abysmal at best. Uh, everything with the power play. Sure, they got you that one mean... goal from Heinen, but I don't think... I mean, first game of the year, of course, you're not going to be perfect, but they couldn't possess the puck in the power play much. And that's said just about every single game. It was said. It was said all during the playoffs, despite how good their percentages were. I think. I think a lot of it in the playoffs last year was they were getting a lot of goals off the rush. I think, and so that kind of helped their percentages, of course, because they scored on the power play. But it wasn't like they were getting like really great chances from just passing. Now, obviously, there was the what game three against St. Louis where it was like four for four in the power play. Crew had an amazing game. Yeah, but yeah, definitely concerning, in my opinion, because you're not always going to get those those rush opportunities. And you know, they used to—I mean, used to—I sound like it's five years ago, but like towards the end of the regular season last year, you know, they just put on a clinic in the offensive zone, passing it around, making defenders look stupid, and getting those two-on-one looks where there's either a shot or a pass. And you know, that's uh, something I'd like for them to solve i know it's easier said than done but and it's also two games into the season they got they got time to figure it out uh, a little a little bit of time we'll, before april we'll probably there. probably uh see it tonight yes god vegas I yeah i we, we'll talk we'll talk about that later that game's not yes. gonna end well but when you're but when you're listening to this that game will already have been over so i may be completely wrong maybe the bruins go in win like eight nothing or something you heard that you heard it here first or win an eight nothing well, yeah, guess. Brett Ritchie has four goals. Uh, Just the superstar we know. No, no, it's going to be Ritchie and Wagner. They'll both have four goals. Yeah, Tom yep. would love that. Anyways, I, one player that impressed you the most in Dallas. Give me that. I, I got to go with my boy, Tuka Rask. Yeah, that's the obvious pick. Now, obviously, you could say, for Arizona, you definitely could say Halak. Like, he was great, but... I don't know. I that like those two games felt very different despite them both being so low scoring. But Rask in this game, or well, in that game, he was just he was great. Um yes, he let in that one goal, which I still don't even remember what it was. Like I should probably look at that like right now if I can. Oh, it was a partial breakaway, gotcha. Um but <sighs> I don't know. It looked like the Rask that we saw in last year's playoffs. And if we can get that a full year plus the playoffs, I it's hard to say no to this team. For sure. I'm going to go with Brett Ritchie. I've already talked to him for 40 minutes, but I mean, you know, back in the back in the barn where he played for however many years, and I mean, he comes in, like I said, 69 seconds in and and puts his team on top. You know, he, I think he played well for what his role is, what he is. I mean, played 12 minutes and 55 seconds and I feel like he was effective for most of if not all of that. You guy also got almost three minutes of power play time. Oh my god. Brett Rich oh yeah the second unit he was on there. It was probably it was probably because Krejci was out. Rip. So 
Krejci probably swaps in for him or something like that. But Jesus. Yeah, oh, two minutes man. of power play time for Brett Ritchie. That's not something I like to see. But Don't forget the 45 you know. seconds. Two minutes and 45 seconds. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you can tell that we're just looking at the game logs. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh... Definitely didn't look at the highlights for this, but I mean, we're both pretty knowledgeable. We know what we're talking about. We remember shit. But yeah, do you want to jump ahead to Arizona? Uh, sure. So that was, I guess, three days ago now, because it's the eighth when we're doing this. It's the Vegas game tonight. Um, that was a one nothing win. Uh, very boring game. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I was in and out of sleep in the second and third period. Yeah, like I thought about that during the game. I was just like, like yeah, I love hockey. That was some boring hockey. <laughs> yeah, that. I'm I'm not complaining though. Bruins they got a win in Arizona. Great two and zero start to the road trip. Two and zero start to the revenge tour. But, oh, that was a that was a game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously the Coyotes came out flying as you'd expect for a team's home opener, and I mean that. Uh... I'm trying to remember the line. Is it uh, Clayton Keller, Derek Stepan, and Phil Kessel? Is that the, their top line? I believe so. They were they were snapping around pretty good. They've had they had several A plus chances. Luckily, our our second guy Yarrow mm-hmm. wasn't gonna let anything happen. Yeah, no, it was about a 36, uh, 35 safe shutout. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. What I'm noticing that jumps out. This is actually for both games, I guess, but. Bruins got dominated on the faceoff dot more in game two. Yeah, than I was gonna say more more in Arizona, but yeah. I mean, yeah, that's you'd Wait. expect that to change. Um, here's something you don't want to hear. First game, Bergeron off forty percent. Second game, forty two percent. Like that. Well, first game of the se- well, first games of the season. Yeah, I. <laughs> Not gonna worry put, about it too yeah, much. Yeah, put too much stock in it right now. I mean, Wagner's face-off percentage was 17, so... Maybe Tom was right. Maybe. Uh, but although, yeah. I think, although I think Lindholm was the primary center there, and his was 33, so... Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Both goalies in this Bruins-Coyotes game, though, were making some great, great saves. Oh, yeah. Kemper. Kemper. Oh, jinx. Number one. <laughs> Number two. What, what was it on Marshan there? And, like, the second period was it or sometime i don't know when it was but he just absolutely robbed him it was yeah my jaw hit the floor and i've still oh, yet to pick it up I, I don't even need to say what i'm having flashbacks to for everyone to know you know yeah you know wait what <laughs> you oh you okay so you don't know uh oh. game seven yes yeah you know that thing that happened yeah, i don't want to know yeah. But oh, overall, I mean, the Bruins got outplayed that game, and we still won. No, like, first games of the seasons, it's, it's Arizona's home opener. I wasn't worried, like, too much, really. It. Yeah, no, it I definitely was sensing a big start, at least from the Coyotes. I didn't expect it to last as long as it did. I mean, the entire game, but... I mean, you'll take it. Not every win's gonna be perfect, or even good, but points are points. Yeah. Who would you say was your 
player of the game for the Bruins. Besides the obvious pick of Yara, I'm not letting you have a cop out. Yeah. Um, I'd say Kuhlman. I like that. Now, I mean, this probably it's probably more from both games, but his speed. He is so he fast. Is so fast. Like, I, I don't think we saw that. I don't think we really saw that much last year. Maybe he worked on it the offseason, but he wasn't that fast. Yeah, no. I think, if I remember correctly in the playoffs, I saw flashes of speed, but, like, I didn't think he'd have it this consistently so far. I know it's only two games in. He could get yeah. tired next week and be slow, but definitely nice to see, especially nice next to uh, Krejci. He's oh, yeah. very fast himself. Yeah, no, there was a... I think it was a two-on-one or something with DeBrusque and Kuhlman, and I saw their speed, and I was like, that's what you need. The 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 thing you need with that, though, is you need the finish, and I think Kuhlman had a few chances where he just couldn't finish it, which, I mean, that'll that'll come, hopefully. <laughs> Otherwise, he won't be on this team, frankly. Although, I mean, Joakim Nordstrom was on Krejci's wing for, what, like 20 games last season, so you never know. <laughs> I'm I don't know. with uh, Brandon Carlo. Mm. Been obviously no offensive production, but I mean, second on the team, I think. Third on the team in ice time that game. Just over 20 minutes, but he had almost three minutes shorthanded. No giveaways, a takeaway, a block. You know, he's typical Brandon Carlo. So I think he yeah, there was. Play. I think there was one play. Where he like it was like a bad giveaway or something where I was like, oh boy, if they score, he's in... but they didn't. They were fine. Uh, I I honestly couldn't tell you the play. I just remember it vividly. But outside of that, yeah, he had a solid game, like every single other night. Yeah, that Brandon Carlo. He's he's Brandon Carlo. There's not much to be said at this point. He's gonna give you three to four minutes a night shorthanded well you hope zero because you don't want any penalties but yes <laughs> yeah well with the Bruins they're yeah. a fan of taking penalties apparently <laughs> alright I think uh, we definitely need to go back to the Stars game and talk about certain incidents that happened okay uh, first before that we completely um, glossed over this so what I wanted to say actually to start the first episode um, I wanted to give a shout out to Jay, who did all the like graphic design for it, Big like for the podcast, which was, yeah, it was great. Like, I mean, I mean, the rack actually gave us a few like designs and options, and each one looked good. But you know, we went with what we picked. Uh, so shout out to her. Yeah, truly um, amazing. Her at... Can't thank her enough. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, if you're not already following her, her at is Murdo Castle. I it's M U R D. O C A S T L E. Um, I don't think she's gonna change it anytime soon after the uh, Grizzly video. So, you know, that was wonderful of her to do the graphics, and I can't thank her enough. Oh yeah, because we we would have been lost without that. I mean, like we we could have just done something in like paint and just made it really dumb. But I would have done a stick figure to be honest. Yeah. But I mean, shout out, special shout out. Oh yeah. All right, Roman Polak. And Jack Edwards. God. Oh, that was that was an interesting thing to see online. Was it Pollock's agent that went after him? Uh, yes, Alan Walsh. Yeah. 
In a tweet, Alan Walsh said, I have tremendous respect for the Bruin players that sent best wishes. All class. As for Jack Edwards, to say Roman's injury was bad hockey karma while he was laying unmotionless on the ice. You are truly a piece of shit and an absolute disgrace. And that led to everyone that obviously hates the Bruins calling out Jack Edwards for being... I don't even know what word to, to describe it, but... I yeah. Mean, I think it was stupid to say. You probably don't need to say that, but when you look, when you think about it, when you think about the circumstances, how fast play-by-play play play guys have to come up with things to say, I'm not too worried about it. I mean, Polak did try to run Wagner literally through the boards. Oh, yeah. And bad hockey karma. It's hockey karma because he tried to injure someone else, which ended up him getting hurt, and... Jack said bad. It's bad that he got hurt. He wasn't saying good, he's hurt. He tried to injure someone else. Good, he's hurt. And then, of course, the clips circulating all around Twitter, they don't show him so many times after that. Him and Brick saying, oh, you know, we hope he's alright, best wishes. Never want to see that stuff. Just stuff to get clicks and likes and interactions on Twitter. Well, that happens with just about any piece of news, if we're being real, online. Well, yes, but Taken out of context. And it's always prime bait. Oh yeah, shit. And because I mean, people at, hate him because he's a Bruins yeah. announcer. Like, you look at the Penguins guy, the Avalanche guys. Oh, they yeah. suck. They're way more biased. They literally sound like their dog just died when a goal is scored on their favorite team. And it's, oh yeah, I remember. I remember one of the Avs ones last year where it was just like Andy scores. Oh my god, it was so awful. I can pull it up here. Like. Yeah, because like when when a when a different team scores, Jack Edwards he he will like scream and yell about it, like 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 he would for the Bruins. Now obviously there's not as much happy emotion when the when the other team scores, but he still goes, oh, and what a goal by Rupe Hints or something like that. Here is the audio from the Avs guys. <laughs> That'll play through. Okay, nice. So we're just having random moments of silence because it's not going through. Fantastic. Well, that was not going through for you because I'm playing on my desktop. That that would make sense. All right, I'm gonna play one more time for those at home. Yes. Okay, so as you guys can tell, you know, it legitimately sounds very sad, and, you know, it's just, it's just, just Bruins hate, really. That's why it is. Everyone hates the Bruins. We love that, though. Yeah. I mean, it's really fun. But, okay, so back, back with the, yeah, I don't know. What my my take on the Edward stuff, and I said that like I think it was like the day after because that's when I saw the Alan Walsh thing was that dumb thing to say, sure, it's technically right, like you're trying to hit someone into the boards and then you fall it it is karma that's by definition um but he it wasn't like he was saying it as like he was being stretchered off he said it like two seconds after Pollock fell so he didn't really know the extent or the severity of the injury at that point 
So you really can't like the context matters. And Edwards kept saying, like he kept saying throughout, it was like, hope he's okay. Rickley was saying that too. Like I watched the some broadcast. So, and there's really, it was a, they made such a big deal out of basically nothing. And obviously, um, after all that backlash, Jack Edwards stood by his time, uh, his call, as he should have, in my opinion. I'm sure, he shouldn't have said it, but you know, he said that he stands by it, and that uh, he said that Andy Brickley encapsulated it when he said it, that it was self-inflicted. He explained that to uh, the Athletics Pluto Shinzawa. Did I say that right? I still have no clue. <laughs> Oh, they diagnosed him. It was a fractured sternum. I didn't even notice that. Oh, I that's think that's what Achari played through last playoffs. Yeah. I see oh, that. Now it's the Stars' defense and suffered a fractured sternum. Well, yes, <laughs> learn something new every day. I do agree, though. Like, especially if you're Jack Edwards, you can't really take that back because number one, he's not necessarily wrong. But it's like even if. You, even if it wasn't popular and he shouldn't have said it, like you're not gonna walk back on it, I guess. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure that we'll be mad at something else next week. I mean, it's just the cycle. It happens. Yep. Can't wait for Martian to look at someone the wrong way, and then people will be saying, "What a scumbag!" Sorry, sorry. Did you say look at someone or lick at someone? Honestly, both. Yeah. He hasn't been suspended since... When was that? That slash... Um... Oh, wait, no, it was the Johansson, Johansson elbow, right? That was but... the last one. Uh, it may yeah, have been, yeah. Yeah, that was his last one. Mm. At first I thought it was the Dodge and Spear back in 2017. I forgot. That's completely crazy. Tried to... the, the year he doesn't get suspended, he has 100 points, huh? What a coincidence. Like... Did you see... I saw something like last year that said he's given up over like five million dollars in fines from being suspended and everything. God. Anyways, back. <laughs> I mean, he still makes it. I think he makes enough for himself. Yeah. I don't know, think. Like... Don't think eleven issue. But yeah, that's a lot of money to lose. That's a whole ass vacation. That's a whole. Like... I I think. I I don't know if it's true. So I it could be completely wrong. But I do remember reading somewhere that like. The money from like fines with player safety goes to like, um, like helping pay for like injury support for the players. I don't know if that's true, but that would be nice, you know. Player safety—they help out the players that actually get hurt. Uh, if that's yes. true, uh, the players' money forfeited due to suspension or fines go to the players' emergency assistance fund. Yeah. While money forfeited by coaches, staff, or organizations as a whole go to the NHL Foundation. So I mean, there's worse places it could go. Right into Gary Bettman's pocket. Honestly, it probably ends up there somehow. That's true. Also, uh, just quick interruption. Uh, James Neal has four goals. Uh, honestly, good for him. But like, uh, bad for your players. They got Luch. <sighs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm really not. I like I, I think I said this last one, um Flames are my second team. I still hate that trade. I'm gonna hate that trade forever. Like Neil had one bad year. Lou Cheech has had what, like three? Oh yeah. Even like right when that trade was made, I thought 
well, Neil can bounce back so much easier than Lucic. I think Lucic is done. I don't even know what, if he's done anything so far this year, but I thought Neil could definitely bounce back, especially playing with... Is he playing with McDavid? Like... Yeah, I think... I th- my yeah. God. Oh, my God. I just looked up Lucic's uh, season stats so far. <laughs> oh, Two God. games, no points. He's a minus one. And he's got okay. 21 penalty minutes already. <laughs> okay. What did he do? It's probably... Oh, yeah, he fought someone. Because they went after... Well, yeah, there was like a hit or something that he didn't like, so he fought someone. That was in the first game. I completely forgot about that, but wow, that's not... That's wild. Uh, Yeah, he only got 17 minutes in penalties against Colorado. <laughs> only. Then he took a solid four against Vancouver. Jeez. Yeah, that's uh, that's not good, man. I missed the thirty goal, Lucic, of twenty ten, twenty eleven. So what you're saying is that we need that out of David Backus, and we'll win the cup. Actually, yeah, that would be pretty useful. Thirty goals from Backus, yeah, I'd take that any day of the week. Thirty goals from Backus on the fourth line. That'd be funny. Anyways. What were okay? Yeah, we were talking. How did that here? Oh, sure. So far, Bruins power play through both games, one for six, which is sixteen percent. Uh, not, two games. Not hor. I know. Not horrible. I think it could be better. And but their penalty kill is five for five, which it's uh, October eighth. I'm not too yeah, worried about it. Yeah, it's two games in. It's kind of going up to speed. Maybe they'll have an amazing game tonight or a terrible one, but that's yet to be seen. I don't know. All right. So how did we get to that from Roman Polak? Oh, because Neil has four goals, right? Yes. So the real deal. I, I guess I, I guess the conclusion with Polak and Jack Edwards, it was a dumb thing to say. Sure. It's technically true. He said it like two seconds after um, the, like after Polak fell and then, course throughout the broadcast there was they were both you know saying sending well wishes and hoping he was going to be okay as was literally everyone that i saw so i don't, I don't think there's any ill intention behind it and i think that i think you about summed it up well there yeah all Austin right matthews mustache man <sighs> four games played five goals i want to relax a little bit or I mean, he had, uh, well, yeah, he had five through the first three, and then he was held pointless last night against St. Louis. Felt conflicted watching that game. <sighs> Who'd you want to win? The Blues, all day. Yeah, okay. Western Conference. I, I, I mean, I mean yeah. Yeah, but still, it's the Blues. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> me. I, was, I was a little <laughs> a... perturbed, but still. Yeah, there's a little bit of history there. Yeah, I don't, I, weird, I, what history, I don't. I don't recall anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Anyways, quickly, please. I'm going to cry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Austin Matthews. Um, his shot is amazing. I hate it so much. I'm now, I... Yeah. Because I think, I think one of the goals he got was the one-timer on the power play, and that's exactly what I'm scared of. But I'm thinking, if you're the Bruins and you're playing the Leafs, you're putting Marshawn Bergeron out against the Leafs' top unit, and you're putting Chara Carlo. Like, you have to. Yeah, you got to load that up. You, you, can't, you can't put, like, Wagner and Nordstrom against, like... 
a unit of Matthews, Tavares, Marner, Nylander, Riley. Like you cannot, like you have to have good players out there. No offense to Wagner or Nordstrom, but you gotta you gotta have Bergeron. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a very conflicting feeling because I have Austin Matthews on my fantasy team. So like when he scores, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. But when he scores, I'm like, not so awesome for the Bruins because uh, division uh, playoffs most likely. Um, help. Yeah. But I mean, if he if he stays healthy, there's not a doubt in my mind he's gonna have 50 to 60 goals. I have him winning the Rocket Richard. Yeah. I ooh. it's it's four games in for him, so you know he could easily fall now, off and you know have like four straight games and no goals or something, and then it looks a little less insane. But I don't know. I'm worried about that. Something actually while we're, while we're with the Leafs, William Nylander. He's okay. I last year, like I guess it was after the. After we beat them in the first round, I saw a lot of people trashing on him. Rightfully so, he was horrible. Oh yeah, he he was horrible last year. Yeah. But he was a sixty-point player the two years before that. Uh, th- what this season so far? I think he's a point per game. I think it's like four and four. That yeah, I I think people are gonna be underrate or yeah underrating Nylander going in. Just because of the bad season he had last year, because you know Natural. he missed all of training camp and didn't sign until it was what December first. Yeah, it's, I know. it's the last second signing, and and he's he's on a line with Matthews. So I mean, if he just feeds Matthews the whole, thing, they're gonna they're gonna be able to do okay there. Yeah, and I mean, like he was what twenty two, you know, he's young, going through that contract stuff. Obviously, missing that time gonna hurt him. And I mean, he's back, and I mean, 34 and 29, I'm 88 now. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's gonna be a, a deadly duo to watch. They, it's just a matter of health for Austin Matthews because he never can stay healthy. But there's always this year, I guess. Mm-hmm. And one last thing to wrap up this Matthews thing. You think he's the best goal scoring center in the NHL? I can, I'd say yes, but I also think that might be recency bias. You can't forget about Leon Dreisaitl. I know he plays the wing too, but... Yeah, I was going to say he was a winger with McDavid. So I, I, I don't even really think I'd... Was he? I... I don't know how to feel. It, if we see if we see a season like that again where it's like 40 or 50 goals and he is center for like the majority of the season, maybe you make that argument. But I think... Like pure goal scorer, like in terms of centers, probably Matthews, yeah. Yeah, I'd say that. Because his shot, one of the best in the league. It's um, not fair. Oh, yeah. If he develops a two-way game, I... Well, he's, he, I remember what Mike Babcock said, where he said that Matthews could be the best two-way player in the game, and I laughed. Yeah, that's... I mean... Sure, he could, if you're looking for someone to just outscore the other team. I mean, he's still decent defensively, but it's not. He's nowhere close to the Bergerons or the Barkovs or the O'Reillys of the world. Yeah, and obviously, I know every fan base, you have those, I don't want to say crazy people, but the people who think their players are the best thing to ever be. But, like, they're saying Matthews is the best two way for. Oh, yeah. I also saw the 
Sportsnet clip. I think it was like hockey at noon or something that they were talking about. Is Matthews like the second best player in the league behind McDavid or something like that? Yeah. And I was like, no. They're like, it's one A now. Yeah. No. Oh my God, no. Like I'm. Thanks. I'll build my franchise around McDavid. And I mean, still, I'd take Crosby on my team right now. I'd take McKinnon on my team right now. That's not saying that Matthews couldn't be the best player in the league. He certainly could. But you're going to have to see McDavid certainly fall off a lot for that and McKinnon fall off and all them. I mean, Crosby's, if he's getting up there in age, just like Bergeron. But, I mean, it's hard to count Sidney Crosby out. He, he basically dragged the Penguins to the playoffs last year. Yeah, and the one problem I have with Matthews being called the best two-way center, other than the fact that it's wrong, is that just Matthews doesn't play any penalty killing. I mean, I know he's probably going to transform into that role at some point, but like right now, at the age of 22, you can't say he's the best, and he doesn't sniff the ice when the Leafs are shorthanded, and obviously that could change, but right now, I don't think I don't think you can say he's the best two-way center in the game if he doesn't sniff shorthanded time ice. Yeah, I... This is a discussion for a different time. Matthews is not... He's not that. Yeah. He's good. I don't think anyone's going to deny that he's not good. Like, he is one of the best players in the he league, stinks. certainly. Okay. Oh. Like, like I... Top 10? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know how I'd have that. Top 15 for sure, though. He always starts out strong, so it's... Really yeah, that, that too. forward, I think. Especially with his injury stuff. As we yeah. have already mentioned. But, your uh, former senator you wanted to talk about, now Ranger. Mika Zibanejad, yeah. That was funny. Uh, eight points in two games. He had, he had a hat-trick in Ottawa against his former team, which was really funny. Plus an assist, but it was a hat-trick. I don't know, apparently playing with Panarin, you know, really good player, does wonders for you. Huh. Now, of course, it's two games in, but that could help carry the rangers maybe into a wild card spot or even to that division that division is so tough to figure out like you don't know what's going to happen yeah that, that's unreal and oh yeah Aaron helps that and i don't know last year he put up a career high of 74 points in 82 games i could very well see this guy getting 90 plus points this year oh yeah I I remember the the days of him in Ottawa feels like just yesterday, but that was way back in 2015, 2016. That's yeah, crazy. that was he was traded like was it basically one for one for Bassard? I don't rem I don't remember that. Uh, let's see. Is it Benajad and a, I'm sorry, what? I'm pulling up the Sportsnet thing with the trade. Is it Benajad and a second to New York for Bassard and a seventh? That was 2016, the offseason. So that was going into the Sens run to the conference finals. Uh, or what, sorry, the, the Eric Carlson run. Pick? Oh, uh, let me pull that back up. Uh, 2018 second round draft pick. You're going to check who it was? Yeah, I got to check that real quick. All right. Yeah. I, I feel like at the time, or? like that was the Sens wanting to go in like like go all in at that point actually their playoff uh like motto for that season was all in so it does kind of work there i remember that, I remember I was that. There and I cried. 
Oh yeah, we don't have to talk about that game. No, just cry. He was twenty three at that point, I believe. Wait, did you say twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen? Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen second. Unless it could have gotten moved. It was a twenty seventeen pick. I just looked it up. Oh, okay. Well, Sportsnet lied then. Freaking Sportsnet. Um. Okay, so. Oh, of course, Alan Walsh is Broussard's agent. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Right. Wait, was it? So, I'm sorry, I didn't look it up. Was it the Rangers who got the second round pick, or the? Yes, the Rangers got the send second round pick. We we really should have like thought about this and yeah, like. Yeah, no, we should have. And I'm not seeing a second round pick. They must have traded, or it must have been 2018. But I googled it. It's 2017. Hmm. Well, moving on. If it was 2018, then they either got Niels Lundqvist or oh my god, please yell at me, K. Andre Miller. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's decent. I actually recognize that name. <laughs> yeah. <me too. laughs> All right. Moving on. Uh, that, that was, yeah, that was kind of really random, but. Speaking of the uh, Rangers, they made a trade. Oh yes, with with the Sens, who we were also just talking about because this is a manager ad. Yeah, so it was uh, Nemestikov. I think that's how you say his name. I still really don't know. Um, yeah, that's good enough. I don't know, he, he's it's essentially a fresh start for him. I know. I believe it was last year he had like thirty points in seventy games, something like that. But with Tampa in like the year before that, it was like 40 and 60. It was like 20 goals. Granted, I believe he was on the line with Kucherov, so you got to kind of weigh that. But I mean, you figure maybe he got more playing time on the Sens. You know, it's Actually, a different. He almost matched a career high with the Rangers. He was one point. Wait. Nope. Actually, I lied. He was 13 points behind his career high. I was looking at penalty minutes. <laughs> Whoops. That's a big boo boo. But yeah, 31 points in 78 games. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I don't understand the trade really from the perspective of Ottawa. It was a good trade for them, I think. It was like a fourth, and then whoever the I think it was just like an AHL like depth guy. I don't know if yep. if he can do well, and then they can train him at the deadline because he has a year left. Like if he you know if he's yes. over like half a point per game, then they can maybe get more than a fourth round pick out of him. Get like second or third come the deadline. You know that'd actually be decent for the Sens rebuild. Yeah, but, he's on the books for the rest of this year at 3.25. And then he's a UFA? Yep, UFA. Yeah, okay. And then if you look at this from the Rangers, now they have a projected cap space of 4.2 million. So if, say, it's February and they're sniffing a wild card spot. Trade they, back. Maybe they'd run out and get someone else that can maybe do a little more on a team-friendly deal, like maybe David Backus with 2 million retained. <laughs> I don't even know if you do that much. It it depends on who the Bruins would be getting back. Elias uh, Anderson and uh, Artemi Panarin. Uh, yeah, they're gonna have to find a way to retain like all of Panarin. <laughs> ah, it's the MLB all of a sudden. There's no hard cap. Just just imagine Marshawn Bergeron, Pasternak, DeBrus, Krejci, Panarin. That was the dream. Heinen, Coyle, Kuhlman, or Heinen, Coyle, Bjork, something like that. That would be that would be crazy. I remember I remember the dream back in February was. Marshawn Bergeron, Pasternak, DeBrus Krejci, and Mark Stone. 
but now we're going to be uh, seeing him. I really wanted Stone. But looking back at what he got with Vegas, that cap hit, it's nine mil per on an eight-year deal. The Bruins wouldn't have been able to do that without moving. Everyone. Yeah, everyone. They would have had to, like, it would have been more Miller, probably Krejci, which you can't do. Now, of course, the the summer before that, we also wanted John Tavares on the Bruins, which, I mean, who wouldn't, but... I remember that. I was scrolling through Twitter every five seconds when, uh, and then, I think it was Pierre LeBron tweeted about um, their meeting with him and, like, a picture oh, yeah. of Cam Neely, Don Sweeney walking into, like, his agent's office, and I was oh, like, yeah. ooh, but uh, he ended up going to the place he loves, I guess, which, I mean, that's yeah. okay. I'm not mad. Yeah. It's been a year. I think we've had time. We got the right <laughs> New York Islander center, Chris Wagner. Hell yeah. Now? Wait, actually, actually, I want to, I want to look at that quickly. Just as a, uh, actually, say, say what you're gonna say. I was just gonna move on to the next subject, but um. Oh well, then let me just quickly Google Chris Wagner. Yep. Uh. Chris, Chris Wagner is elite. Oh. Uh, he uh both, uh, him and Tavares had the same amount of goals in last year's playoffs with two. That's what I, I wanted to see. And what? Wagner only played like what five more games, right? Actually, yeah, it was something like uh, yeah, Wagner played twelve, Tavares played seven, so, yeah, so I mean, <laughs> that's actually kind of funny. Who would you rather have in clutch time? Okay, now also tell me this: Brandon Carlo, two goals in the Cup final, Tavares none. So, are you saying? Are you saying? Jake DeBrusque, Brandon Carlo, Carson, <laughs> DeBrusque, Carlo, Kuhlman, that. Oh god, trade Krejci? Question mark. Please don't. <laughs> We're obviously kidding. All right. All right. So let's head to our predictions. But first, I guess we should just say I'm sure everyone saw, but Patrick Marlowe back in the league signs a one-year deal with the with his uh, former team, San Jose. Mhm. 700k. Good move for the Sharks. No risk. At yeah. All. They need the help, but I don't think Marlowe can play goalie. At Martin Jones. <sighs> yeah. I mean, Jones, I think Jones' like first game, like, it looked bad. But it was actually, like, um, like in terms of, like, the advanced statistics. Like, he was saving more goals than he should have or whatever. It's, like, the expected save percentage. Yeah. But I haven't seen it since then. And they, I think they're now 0-3 to start. But I, I do think this is going to be a good ad for the Sharks, you know. Sure, Marlowe's, what is it, 40 exactly, but last year, I mean, he still almost had a 40-point season. That's nothing to turn your nose up at. I don't think you can have enough offense in this league. Oh, no, definitely so, not. But you do need some defense to balance that out. Yeah, and I think, you know, I mean... When you look at the Sharks, they have, like, obviously Burns and Carlson as the big names, but those guys aren't very great. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, Marlo going back to the team he spent almost 20 years with. Yeah, it's, it's a nice story. If it works out, that's, that'll be nice. His last 30-goal season was 2013-14, where he buried 33. Bad career high was 44 back in 2009-2010. That is ten years ago. Okay. <laughs> Consistent though. He's uh, 
How much of a penalty guy? Wow, his the most penalties he's ever taken in a season, forty. And that was in two thousand one, two thousand two. To think Lucic is halfway there with two games played. <laughs> that's uh, wild. That that's a good story. All right. Um, quickly, quickly before we get to the uh, Vegas and Colorado upcoming games, uh, the Winnipeg Jets. Oh yeah. Their yes. defense without Bufflin, and they traded Truba, and they and now Morris, Josh Morrissey is hurt, and Ben Sherratt went to Montreal. Is Tyler Myers? Where did he go? There? Vancouver. Vancouver, yes, yes, I saw that stuff with the Flames. Ooh. Yeah, did I don't even know how to say half of these names on the Jets really. So they got Sammy Niku, Carl Dahlstrom, Neil Pionk, Vili Hainola, Anthony Batetto, and That's Tucker a... Pullman. Is that a real Those name? are the. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> I don't know, like the third one you said, but yeah, no, Neil, That's... Neil Pionk. No. Hainola. Yeah, that one. Like granola with Anton Hainola. <laughs> oh, I gotta be on mic because I'm actually laughing. Oh, okay. Wow. Too loud, apparently. <laughs> Alright, I'm back. I, I'm back. That. Yeah, I don't know how the Jets are gonna get through. But I mean, that is their lineup uh, tonight, and they are currently up 4 to 1 on Pittsburgh with a minute to go. So. I don't know, maybe the no names work. The Bruins kind of did that. Uh, that was, what, back last year when we had, like, Clifton, Lazan, Zaboral all up at the same time. When, like, Krug, Chara, like, McAvoy were all hurt. But not the same, but it just reminded me of that. <laughs> I'm looking at Daily Faceoff. Their first defensive pairing is ranked 31 out of 31. <laughs> I wonder why. Neil Pionk and Carl Dahlstrom. That's, uh, I mean, according to this thing, that Vili Hainola, he's like the number five ranked left-handed defenseman, I guess, according to this thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. The daily face-off, like, rankings aren't the best Player as we saw. Like, by Corsica but... Hockey. So, I, oh. mean, I mean, I'll, I'll let him rock with it, but that That's like, I'm looking at it on the website right now, that's on par with... With Morgan Riley and Brent Burns, so. I, I yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know how to feel about the daily face stuff. It's it's, like it's helpful to see the lines, but their rankings are questionable. Let's say. Yeah. All right. Because like according to this tour, Cruz number one defenseman, which I don't. Oh well, that's obviously true. I mean, he's better than Eric Carlson, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's staying healthy. Actually, definitely it's staying healthy. <laughs> but that's besides the point. Um, so, uh, tonight, although at the point that uh, this is being heard, it'll be tomorrow. Yeah, we won't spend too much time on this game. We'll just talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so we play Vegas. Um, don't know. I think Vegas is going to win. Uh, you can at me if I'm wrong in the morning. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's in Vegas. It's not it's not Vegas's home opener, but I don't know. Bruins looked shaky the first two games against a team like Golden Knights. That's not gonna not gonna do well. Um I don't They're know. Win. I, th- I think I think Tuca could still have a good game or it could be one of those games where it's the October Tuca that we see. The Bruins are gonna win. 
No doubt. Okay. Okay. What's the score going to be? Uh, you know, I'm calling a wild one. Six four Bruins. Okay. David Backus. I. I think I said earlier it would be four one Vegas, so I'll just stick by that. <sighs> one of them's an empty net. <laughs> it's two are all of them an empty net. Sorry, that was a bad joke. Y'all know I love Tuca. Not as much as me. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Fine. Hey, I mean, he he even admitted that he's elite, so... We, we been new, Tuca. We been new. Uh, in, in, ca in case anyone didn't see that, the Bruins... I don't know, the Bruins, like, social media team or whatever for the Bruins Academy show, I think, that they do. Yep. It's like the kids', kids show. Um, they read nice tweets, and Tuka Rask is elite. That's my pin tweet. <laughs> Check it out, Big Bad, Big Bad Bruin 73, although, I mean, you follow him if you're watching. Yeah, I, I, would, I was going to say, if you don't already uh, follow and you're listening to this, right. I don't know why you got this far in and you're not. Oh, maybe you have me blocked. going to have the best game out of both teams? Best game out of both teams? I mean, the best Who's gonna like which player is gonna have the best game? Yeah. <laughs> uh Charlie Coyle. Yeah. I think that's just a decent choice. Uh now having Brett Ritchie on your right wing, maybe not the best for him. I think he'll have another solid game. Uh all around the ice. Maybe maybe he maybe he gets a goal. Never know. He needs to shoot more, that's just a fact. Um and then for Vegas it's probably gotta be Mark Stone. He's That's respectable. He's still so underrated. I I just he, he's he's Bergeron on the wing. Oh well. He's not as you know. Not as I don't beautiful. know what what the right words. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. The Bruins. I got Jake Dabrowski to score twice. Best JD in Boston. <laughs> Pretty soon. It's I don't, I don't think JD I don't think Boston. I've said that so far. Uh, then for the Golden Knights, I know I predicted a 6-4 Bruins win, but Max Pacioretty, he's going to have two or three goals tonight. Yeah. Just got a bad feeling. He's going to go off, but it's still not going to be enough. Still not going to be enough. All right. I think it's going to be a good goalie matchup for sure. The Flurry's playing, right? <laughs> I guess I should check on that before I say that. I would think so. Yeah, it's Flurry. <laughs> I just see that. Okay, and I don't know what their lines are because, of course, the Vegas account does it all in emojis. I know for <laughs> sure. Oh, okay. So it's, I would assume that's Pacioretty, Glass, uh, Stone. So they do have Paul Stastny on the third line then, which is what I was interesting. What I was interested to see if they'd put Cody Glass up or down or whatever. And apparently they're trusting Cody Glass with second line minutes with Pacioretty and Stone. He has he has looked good. I've I've watched all of the Vegas games because I, I do like a them. single minute of it. Yeah, it's also been Martin Jones is questionable because they've played the Sharks, of course. But yeah. Um, all right, you want to wrap this up with uh, Colorado? Colorado. And then um, the game's wow, fifteen minutes away, pretty much. Yeah, how long have we been going for? Uh, according to the timer, um, fifty-one minutes and thirty-one seconds. Well, so eh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, so Colorado, that game is Thursday night, right? 9 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, it's not as bad as tonight where it's 10. 
Um, Lord help us all. Yeah. I, I hate the Pacific games. Thank God they're getting like, them out of the way early, though. Yeah. Well, some I don't I don't know when they do their California road trip. Yeah, I don't know. That might be like February or something. That's what it was last year. I I remember. Uh, yeah, that was the game in San Jose. That crazy. It was like seven six game last year. Like it was just back and forth the whole time. Wagner scored a goal with a high stick and it counted. Banner and then McAvoy won in no T. Yeah, it was such a such a weird game. I feel oh. like when when doesn't Evander Kane make the headlines when they're playing the Bruins? That is true. But this game, Thursday night, two best lines in hockey going head to head. Yeah. I don't think there's much else need to be said. I don't like Colorado's depth, although they do have Kadri. Maybe something stirs up with the breath. Oh, Kadri. I forgot about that. Maybe right, Kadri's on the end. I say um, they put a Kadri alarm. So that every Bruin knows Kadri's on the ice, so they don't get mad. Yeah, so they don't Injured. put their heads down for a little. Or, like, leave a leg kind of, like, vulnerable. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that'll be a good game, without a doubt. Yeah, McCarver, yeah, Bruins fans will get a first look at him. Yes, that is true. I was like, mm, but no, he didn't sign until the playoffs. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, so I, I looked it up. The California road trip is, uh, March. Gross. Yeah, it's late March. It's March 18th, 19th, and 21st. They play three games in four nights in California. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that ending schedule, I don't know, if you go from, like, the, like, March 14th, you got the Leafs, you got the Blue Jackets, which, I mean, that's a throwaway game. They're not good. And then Anaheim, LA, which... San Jose, Detroit, Ottawa, Florida, which that could have playoff implications, really. Carolina, St. Louis, and Carolina. We are in St. Louis for the second last game of the season. That's gonna be a gotta pile up the points early. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what you want to do anyways. But this, I mean, you play the Sens, Detroit, L.A., Anaheim. Columbus there, but then also San Jose, Florida. You don't, we don't really know what's going to happen with him. Bobrovsky has not been great through the first three games. I feel like I've seen a highlight of one like unreal save from Bobrovsky every game, but they still end up losing. Oh yeah, that game on Thursday I think will be a high-scoring one. I think you might be right. I think whichever first line plays better will win the game. I know that probably sounds rhetorical, but like. I don't know, last year I remember in Colorado it was a back and forth between those lines and then obviously Colorado just took over. Yeah, I remember that game. But I don't know, McKinnon Bergeron. Um can't get much of a better center matchup than that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I I don't know if the game is, but like that that would be a game I'd think that they'd probably want to but national, I know it's nine o'clock, but I don't know. Bruins, Avs, you got those top lines going against each other. You got the Cadre storyline there. I mean, I know it's just like random broadcasting stuff, but yeah, I don't know. Oh, no, that was just I a random thought. But no, you got San Jose and Chicago because, of course, that's on NBC. From if NHL.com is correct, but uh, I don't. Know, I think we're 
winding things down. Game starts uh, 13 minutes. Well, 20, but... You said you predicted a 4-1 Vegas win? I guess so. I'm still sticking with my 6-4 Bruins. Jake DeBrus, right. two goals. Patrice Bergeron, a goal. One of Connor Clifton, his first regular season goal. Cliffy Hockey. And I mean, I can tweet this audio out later when I'm right. You're going to get every single piece, right? Well, not every single, but I mean, Connor Clifton scoring his first regular season NHL goal. That's certain. Okay. The old takes expose me, please. All right, well, I think that Oh, uh, actually actually uh actually quickly. Uh so CBS Sports, yep. uh they they made an article about the Bruins reading the tweets. <laughs> oh, did they? Yeah, and they just have um like this snippets from it. And of course they have they said Tukarask is good and he knows it. And he says Tukarask is elite. The goalie reads responding with thank you Alex, you are right. That's another flex by Alex. Okay. Oh yeah. All right, he had I, to I mean, I before the end. I had to. Come on, like that was yeah, like yeah. some okay, some random hey some random person who I don't even think I I followed like added me with that. Like they added it, like they sent the link and were like, I don't know if this is you, but I think it is. And I was like, huh? And then I clicked on it. I was like, Tuka Rat. Oh, <laughs> that that's wild, Mister Agitator of. A uh, reply on Twitter from Brad Martian back in what was that February March and then March October. I think yeah yep <laughs> hey each each year different Bruins player who's next yeah yeah <laughs> you, I've I've only gone up you got Mark ask what Bergeron's getting on yeah so we're gonna we're, I'm surprised he's not on Twitter I would love an Instagram of Patrice Bergeron it would just be like things with his family and it'd be all cute and stuff. That's actually so accurate. Typical yeah. Patrice Bergeron. You love the guy. He does nothing wrong. No one can hate him. Even Steve Dangle doesn't. Uh, <laughs> He's like, because I, I remember there was the uh, a scrum in like one of the games uh, last year in the yes, playoffs. Yeah, Chara sucker Leafs. punched Tavares, yeah. and and then like, Bergeron just like dragged Tavares out of the scrum. It just helps him. He's <laughs> like, of course Bergeron does that. He's perfect. What are we gonna do when he retires? Cry. Okay, I'm crying. All right, we need to end this episode. It's going on an hour. Hey, I mean, it was a good one. Talked a lot. Yeah. About the hockey stuff. Well, yeah, that's kind of how that works. Thank you, Alex. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, hopefully next one should be what we're thinking Friday. Yeah. If all goes well. Hopefully Friday we can we'll discuss these next two games coming up and get you set for the weekend of hockey. Yep. I mean, that'll be like two days separated from episodes, but I mean, that'll be fine. Yes, sir, thank you for listening. If you did, and be sure to let us know what you think. Oh, yes, definitely let us know. Yep. <laughs> See ya. Don't forget, Brett Ritchie, elite goal oh, scorer. Oh, my God. <laughs>